fear cannot be banished, but it can be calm and without panic. It can be mitigated by reason and evaluation. Vannevar Bush Trigger warnings for today's podcast are the words sickness and being sick. There are no other triggers today. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, we are on episode 20 of Emetophobia Help. I'm Anna Christie from Vancouver, Canada, recovered emetophobic, licensed psychotherapist specializing in emetophobia, and your host for this podcast. Today, my guest is Isla from Scotland. Hi, Isla. Hiya. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, we're talking to each other between Canada and Vancouver and Scotland, mm. where Isla's from, with your lovely brogue um, accent that I just love. Um, <laughs> okay. and, a, and a beautiful name, too. <laughs> So, um, Isla, you unfortunately have a metaphobia. Can you tell us, maybe tell uh, the listeners a bit of your story, how it started, what it was like for you growing up? So, like that. as far back as I could remember, being a child, I was always an anxious person. Um, I would anxious. I would worry a lot. Um, I had separation anxiety, so being away from my parents. And being out of any comfort zone used to really upset me. Um, so mm. my earliest memories was just kind of always being like that. Um, and then it wasn't until I was 14, 15 that there was, I was never good with changes in my life. Like if there was any drastic changes, um, it would really affect me emotionally I was always just very sensitive I'm a cancer so just naturally I'm sensitive Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so when it kind of started was my grandmother fell ill with cancer and passed away and then we moved house so between the two Mm -hmm. big things that happened in the space of six months um so it was quite things that happened sorry you just cut out there it was quite what a whirlwind of like emotions oh a whirlwind yeah um so I remember being at school and I kept having to get up and leave the class because I felt like I was going to be sick but I never was Mm -hmm. it was just this horrible feeling like the same sort of symptoms that you would get when you were unwell but there would be no result to the end of it Right. So that kept happening and happening and happening um, until my parents took me to the doctors. And because I started to think, am I physically unwell? Like, is there something wrong with my stomach? Is there, do you know what I mean? Right. Um, and when I was explaining the things that I was feeling and what would happen, the doctor was like, have you ever had a panic attack before? And I was like, no, not that I know of. Um, she says, well, what you're explaining to me sounds like panic so that kind of explained what was going on but I still didn't know the root of where the panic was coming from right um it kept happening and I refused medication at that point I, I didn't really want anything um and then I really struggled at school 
with staying sitting in classes this was my exam time as well so this was when I was sitting all my exams mm-hmm. at school and I had I've got a lot of friends so I kind of drew back from seeing them I just couldn't work out what was going on um, and it wasn't right. until I went to a private counsellor that um, when I was explaining to her what was happening with the panic attacks and leading up to them um, she asked if I was scared about being sick and I th- when I sat and thought about it I thought you know what I actually th- I am I think that was where everything mm-hmm. was coming from and when I was 14 as well I had um, food poisoning. that's the only time I've ever heard it in my life so I think food poisoning yeah, yeah you cut out there but no, it's my connection, um, I think. Um, yeah yeah, it's probably that's okay. I'll uh, make sure that <laughs> you get your point across. Yeah. Okay. So you had food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. When I was fourteen, um, and then obviously all the things happened at once. So I think the cha- between the change and between the traumatic experience of having the food poisoning kind of fused together, <laughs> um, and right. this is where the phobia came from. So that was when that started. So it wasn't until I went to a therapist that it was kind of finalised that that's where it's coming from is you have a sickness phobia. So then I researched it myself and um, between cognitive behaviour therapy and I'd done a little bit of exposure therapy, I got to a point where I was about 18. I was functioning so much more than what I was when I was 15, 16, because I nearly had an eating disorder as well from it. Um, right. Yeah, we all do, I yeah, think, totally. at one point. Yeah. yeah. So I was so put mm-hmm. off food, so scared of food, really paranoid about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of uh-huh. looked as, at food as like an enemy to me because I, I would look at it as if this is going right. to make me scared and this is going to make me unwell. Um. So yeah, it was it was really bad. Um, and then obviously, when you're in a cycle like that and it's constant every day, my whole mental health went really really low. Um, and I became mm-hmm. really depressed and um, but just want to sleep all the time because it was the only time I didn't feel anxious was when I was asleep. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any time that mm-hmm. my brain had any power to work, it would go straight to my stomach. Of it. It was like any anxious thoughts went to my stomach and would make me feel sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was that's basically kind of like the backstory. <laughs> um, yeah. And well, I'm 20 now, um, and it kind of comes in waves. So I could be fine for a few months, and then for another few months, it kicks back in again. Um, and it could be set off with something as simple as just a bad panic attack. And then I could go right back right. into it again. So as as been for the past five years, it's, it's been hard. Um, yeah, yeah, it sounds hard. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I think your story resonates with m- most of our listeners, yes, if definitely. not all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the panic attacks, the not being able to eat, thinking when you're a kid something's wrong with your stomach. I know. The children that I treat, their parents definitely have tried every, you know, they get all these tests, you know, like just dozens of tests on the child. And finally, they they conclude that it's not um, physical, 
that it's it's psychological this feeling of nausea or not wanting to eat or no appetite. Yeah, I've certainly been there. Um, And I've told my story on the podcast uh, at least once or twice. But yeah, gave up eating almost everything. Um, Not really thinking that food is not your enemy, right? It's your friend. (laughs) Because it's, it's what makes you alive, keeps you alive, I should say. And you know, kind of gives you energy and, and everything. So, yeah, but I certainly understand it. Well, the main reason I asked you to come on the podcast today is to talk about your um, panic attack care package that you've got for sale on your Etsy um, account, which is called Through the Waves. And I'll put that in the notes and I'll also link to it. Um, but you were saying earlier it comes up if you type in through the waves on Facebook, Instagram, or Etsy. So tell us about this care package uh, kit that you have. So I was just sitting one night and I thought, there's obviously a lot of information out there about emetophobia, but I felt like there wasn't anything physical that someone could have. Um, And not even just for emetophobia, but for any type of anything to do with panic attacks really um because I've right. always found that with people that have emetophobia your panic attacks are slightly different to the mm-hmm. average panic attack do you know what I mean it's um it's quite specific in the feelings that you feel and where the fear's coming from so I thought right I could maybe try and make some sort of thing that could relief someone and I think I'm quite a visual person um so having something in front of me would help me I do a lot of grounding um techniques when I get anxious like physically holding things and um physical like sensations in your body as well so I sat one night and I just I think it was like two in the morning and I couldn't sleep so I thought you know what I'm just gonna brainstorm so I came up with the boxes and um, I, I came up with the, the name to start with because my mum and my dad, who's both supported me like a lot through everything that I've been through, they've always told me that it'll come in waves. So I had that theme throughout my life about my anxiety and about anxiety in general that right. um, when I'd picture it, and when I would try and calm myself down, I'd always picture blue and waves in the sea. Okay. Um, so, and I live right near a beach. So I'm at like quite a coastal area in Scotland. So being nice. near the beach um, has yeah. always been calming to me. It's very grounding. I always feel quite homely when I'm next to water. I don't know why. It's just how I've always been. So I came up with that idea and I thought, you know, a panic attack is like a wave. You know, it's like a wave of right. emotion, yes. a wave of yeah. feeling in your body um, eventually subsides and passes. So, um, yeah, so I, I made the boxes and I, I wrote down everything that's helped me when I've had a panic attack. So within them is a lot of stuff that's got ginger in it. Um, okay ginger stuff everybody loves that right (laughs) (laughs) every emetophobic loves that yeah okay Um, (laughs) so so obviously that's got anti um nausea that that helps with nausea um Mm -hmm. so I've got 
tea bags within the boxes that's I, I can't remember the name of them it's root something so it's got ginger turmeric stuff like that in it that's meant to okay. help um when you're feeling sick um okay. and some ginger like hard boiled sweets as well um because I've always found between that and having mints that's helped me when I right. felt panicky um so yeah there's stuff with ginger in it um and acupuncture acupuncture acupressure <laughs> bands yes. okay. um, that I think a lot of people use for travel sickness um, so I, I popped them in because um, when I was at school I constantly had them on under my school uniform okay. um, so yeah. that was kind of like a little safety net as well um, and I've also put in a, like a cool pack so right. like I said before <coughs> excuse me um, I felt I feel more anxious when my temperature goes up. So I thought right. for people to physically have something that's cold yes. in their hands, um, whether it doesn't really matter what it is. So I thought this is like a pack thing that doesn't need to be put in the freezer or anything. It's constantly cold and you can hold oh, nice. that in your hands or on your head, on your chest, your leg, wherever you want to put it. Yeah, basically. the back of your neck is really good for, you know, if you get like a headache or something, it, it, yeah cools down the blood to your brain yeah yeah um, awesome and I've also got I, I've always tried the back rescue remedy it's called okay um, I don't know if you've heard of that um but it's like a herbal um it's herbal drops but you can also get chewing gum um <coughs> sweets there's loads of different variations of it but um yeah it's got like extracts of plants and flowers and it's meant to it's like a herbal thing to calm anxiety as well um okay and you put it in your bath is that what you're saying no you could put it in straight on your tongue or you could put it in oh, water okay. oh, or tea. Okay. yeah um <coughs> sorry mm-hmm. i keep coughing <laughs> um, that's all right i'll edit those out <laughs> <laughs> um so that's in it as well i've also got i am um, made a thread on Twitter a few ago of tips on how to help someone else having a panic attack if you've never experienced it before. Um, okay. And it got about 250,000 likes on it. I didn't expect that to happen, but it kind of oh, blew wow. up. Um, so I had printed off the steps from that tweet um, mm-hmm. and put that in the box as well as if to say like you can give this to your partner or your mum or your dad or your friend or whoever you're with um, okay. and they can maybe have a read if they've never you know experienced a panic attack because it is it's very like I've had um, loads of people in my life that it's it's hard to know what to do if you've never felt it before right um right. so yeah I'm trying to think what else I also made a playlist on Spotify which has a lot of songs in it that has helped me calm down. And there's some that's got um, like sound wave frequencies that's meant to help anxiety. Yes, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, yeah. So there's a playlist with loads of like songs like that on it. So I printed off the link thing to it. So you could take a photo of it on your phone on Spotify. Right. And it brings up the playlist. So that's oh, in the box. That's as really well. cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's basically, and that's, there's a little handwritten note for me as well. Um, I just wanted to make it as personal as possible. Um, right. 
So yeah, that's basically what's in the boxes. But nice. And and what do they sell for on Etsy? Twelve pounds. Um, but I could ship them internationally. Yep. So I, I'm not really yeah, good okay. with money. So whatever the equivalent yeah. is. To well, twelve <laughs> pounds is about um the same as twelve US dollars. Yeah. And in Canada, twelve pounds would be a about 20 between 20 and 24 dollars in Canada I'm not sure in Australian dollars I think they might be closer to American dollars so um yeah so that's a really good deal I mean it's not very much money um it actually sounds really kind of fun like a, I, don't know, I know people are panicking but it it would be fun to receive it in the yeah. mail and open it up and go oh look at all this cool stuff you know, so that that's really neat. Um, I mean, I, I think I have to just say as a therapist, you know, I mean, I, I asked you to come on this podcast when I saw somewhere, I saw the kit. I don't know how I came across it. I can't remember. Um, and because I thought people would really like it. And you've, you've put um, a lot of love into it and thought and care. Um, and you and you're thinking of a metaphobic people, which is our audience. So that's that's why I want you to come on the show. As a therapist, we always say we're trying to have people get rid of all their safety behaviors. So you know whatever it is that things that would be in your kid and all of that. You know the goal by the end of therapy is that they wouldn't have anything like that anymore because you wouldn't need it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if you panic, you just let yourself panic. It, and it'll go away and then you'll stop getting the panic attacks. I'm sounding overly simplistic. This is, you know, 10 to 20 hours of therapy and lots and lots of homework away. So we don't ask people to just throw away their safety kit. Some people have safety kits of medication and stuff in their purse and they don't go anywhere without it. Some people have things like plastic bags because they're afraid of being sick in public uh, in front of people um, and they carry that around with them. So we don't expect people to just give all that up, especially at the beginning. Um, But so many people out there cannot afford therapy or it hasn't really worked for them or, you know, they can only afford um, some kinds of therapy that may not be all that helpful. So um, for people in that, you know, and, that, and most of our listeners are probably in that place. This sounds like a really great thing uh, to have. And um, like, I would like to order one, even though I wouldn't use one single thing in it. <laughs> but <laughs> just because you made it and you made it with such um, love and concern, you know, uh, for for people with a metaphobia. So I think that's really wonderful. Um is there anything else that you'd like to say? Um, oh, let me just add one thing. One thing when you you can add to your little box is, or not you, but people listening. Um, I have on YouTube. If you go to uh, you, you just search for Anna Christie, my channel on YouTube, and you should find um, two. Um, relaxation recordings. They're like progressive muscle relaxation. I did them with a friend of mine um, who's a 
uh, she plays the piano mainly, but also the harp. Her, you'll find her on YouTube at pianist Miri M I R I. Amazing! She has an amazing channel where she covers just the coolest songs on piano. Anyway, so Miri and I have kind of donated that. Uh, we used to sell them, but you know they're up there for free. And there's another one on how to breathe so that you can calm down um, that I have on my channel. So. Anybody that's going to order Isla's box can also um, <laughs> know that I've got a, a channel up there with some things too. So Isla from Scotland, Through the Waves, um, is what you're going to be searching for on Etsy, Facebook, or Instagram. I want to thank you so much for um, coming and doing this podcast with thank me. Thank you. I also want to thank all of our listeners and those of you who are subscribing and listening each week. We've had about 6,000 downloads um, of this podcast to date, which is just absolutely amazing. Great audience um, that we've got. There are costs associated with the podcast, so if you find it helpful, uh, you can buy me a coffee. Uh, all you do is go down to the bottom of the notes on the episode and you'll see a little link there that says buy me a coffee and you click on it, pay a couple of bucks. It really adds up and helps. Um, I encourage you also to go to my website at www.emetophobiahelp.org. It has a ton of information for emetophobics and all the resources you need as a therapist to treat emetophobia with traditional CBT. So that's emetophobiahelp.org or just Google emetophobia help. Back with you next week. Meantime, stay safe, wear a mask, social distance by two meters, and don't try to overthrow your government. <laughs> just kidding. Um, the Also for Isla's panic attack kit, uh, you're going to look for Through the Waves on Etsy, Instagram, or Facebook.